Hi everyone, this is Morgan, if you didn't notice that already. This is uh, definitely not my second time recording the intro because of technical difficulties, but if it was, I would say something along the lines of, welcome back to the ep to episode five of A Couple of Creeps podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Morgan, and I'm joined by my least favorite co-host, Colin. Say hi, Colin. Hello. As you can tell, he is thrilled to be doing this the second time around. So unfortunately, as I said, I had some technical errors. So I'm going to drop you in to pretty much the middle of my original intro. Again, I apologize. Technology is great when it works. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I have a lot of blonde curly hair. And when I brush it out, it gets pretty poofy. It gets pretty poofy. So it could be a fro. But yeah. you're rocking a fro, too, when you let your hair grow out. I don't know why you're going to come at me like that. What are we talking about today? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so today, I'm I'm kind of still on a ghost thing. So I have another ghost story for you. Jesus. I'm sorry. It's, it's what I wanted. It's you're what I wanted. ghosts to the skeptic. I, it's what I wanted. It's what I wanted. All right. So you have been through Barnes & Noble, not a sponsor, plenty of times with me. And I leave yes. with a lot of books by Ed Lorraine Warren. So I thought today... I would do one of their famous stories. Do you want to know who it's about? Sure. It's about the Perrin family. Do you know who the Perrin family is? Of course I do. No, I don't. The Perrin family is who inspired the Conjuring films. Ah, okay. Well, the first one. The first one, yeah. Right in the second one about a whole different family? Yeah, but um, I believe the second one is also about another family that they helped. I can't remember if it's the second or third Conjuring where it's about the family in England. It's got to be the second one, because the third one is The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. The second one is also about um, one of the families that help inspire the Conjuring films. Oh, okay. not going to tell you their names, because maybe I'll do them one day. Right, yeah, maybe. But would you like to hear about the Perrin family? Tell me about them. Okay. Is it going to be quite similar to the movie, or was the movie very Hollywoody? A little bit of both. Yeah. I feel, I mean, yeah, most, like the Amityville Horror, that shit yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. You don't know. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so the the Conjuring movie did stick with a lot of the facts, but as Hollywood fashion, it kind of made them bigger than what they actually were, right. or added stuff to it. Yeah. But um, in January 1971, the Perrin family moved into a 14-room farmhouse in Harrisville, Rhode Island, where Carolyn, Roger, and their five daughters began to notice strange things happening almost immediately after they moved in. Yes. In search of a quiet life, they bought the old Arnold Estate, a 200-acre property originally built in 1736. It seemed like an idyllic location to raise five children, or apparently the perfect setting for a horror movie. That's right. That's right. <laughs> According to Andrea Perrin, the oldest daughter, the family noticed something was off about the property from the moment they stepped foot on it. The seller, who didn't disclose any of the location's sordid history of rape, murder, and suicide left the family with one morning as he dropped off the keys. <laughs> Leave the lights on at night. <laughs> that makes you feel good, doesn't it? It makes me think, this is a, just a, a brief tangent, it makes me think the job I used to work at um, would allow, it was like a, a large franchise and would allow transfers from other locations. Yeah. And to do that, you know, there was a process and one manager would have to communicate with the manager at the other location to talk about transferring an associate. And there was an associate that interviewed really well, wanted him, yeah, we're going to take him. We transfer the person. And literally the manager that at my location is talking on the phone with that manager and they go, yep, looks like the transfer went all through. Everything's cool. Good. Thank you so much for your help. And the manager at the location goes, 
I hope you have better luck than we did. Click. <laughs> oh basically my. like hot potato. Hot and then that person lasted maybe a month before they just went crazy and quit on the spot. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so like the, yeah, just basically, yeah, they were like, they played it off real super cool. Yeah, yeah let me get your idea. And they were like, <laughs> good luck. Click. Click. Kind and, of like, and, she's your problem now. Yeah. And the manager, my manager was like, man, you know, I knew that wasn't a good sign. <laughs> yeah. So leave the lights on at night. Yeah. Yeah. Soldier the house. Good luck. Hope you have better luck than the last people did. Yep. Signed on the dotted line. <laughs> Toss you the keys. FYI. Leave the lights on at night. Yeah. Initial here. Initial here. Sign here. Date. Excellent. Let me take those papers from you. Well, good luck, fuckers. And they just leave. Yep. <laughs> As he's walking out the door, he pokes his head back in. Leave the lights on at night. So that's, uh, that's yeah, a... Yeah. <laughs> a hell of a way to start. That's yeah, a hell like, of a way to start. You know? Nothing like making you feel quite at home with that. Yeah. Because it's like just vague enough that you're like... Is that just like a weird goodbye? Yeah, it's like, what the or fuck does that like mean? Or is something I need to know? Yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't quite understand what that means, but yeah. it makes me feel some sort of way. Um, so amid an icy snowstorm, they were welcomed to a house that creaked, slammed, and whispered at night. Andrea Perrin was the only girl to have her own room. Nancy and Christine shared one while Cindy... And that was the eldest daughter? Yeah, Andrea's the oldest. Um, Nancy and Christine shared one while Cindy and April shared another. However, come night, Andrea's sisters would come crying into her bed, terrified. Eight-year-old Cindy sobbed to Andrea that she heard a repeated whisper in her room saying again and again that there are seven dead soldiers in the walls. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, that's very specific. They say, you know, it started small, obviously. Seven. There are seven dead soldiers <laughs> in the And then it worked walls. its way up to 22. Yeah. Carolyn, would, Carolyn, who is the mom, yeah. would notice that the broom went missing or seemed to move from place to place on its own. She would hear the sound of something scraping against the kettle in the kitchen when no one was in there. She'd find small piles of dirt in the center of a newly cleaned kitchen floor. That would piss me off. <laughs> I just cleaned. I just cleaned. Son of a bitch. Who did this? Who fucking did this? <laughs> Don't let the dog have chicken bones. <laughs> Just as a FYI, I have my phone set up to send my dad that message every, every morning day. at 9 a.m., which is when I go to work. Don't let the dogs have chicken bones. And he doesn't know why, and it pisses him off. It makes him snow- so mad, but my mom thinks it is the funniest thing that I've ever done. It pisses my dad off. My mom thinks it's hilarious. And, you know, my dad is not a texter. So I talk to him far more on the phone than I do through text message. It's like you look at the text. So when you look through the text, it's just like 30 messages of don't let the dogs have chicken chicken bones. bones. And then it's just a single, you know, when you come out today, grab Frank's red hot sauce. Yeah. Am I? Okay. And then, you know, 30 more. Don't let the dogs eat chicken bones. (laughs) So she would find small piles of dirt in the center of a newly clean kitchen floor. The girls began to notice spirits around the house, though. For the most part, they were harmless. There were a few, however, that were angry. Carolyn allegedly researched the history of the home and discovered that it had been in the same family for eight generations and that many of them had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. So the home had been in the same family for eight generations? For eight generations. Prior to them. Yeah. And you figure it was built in 1736. Right, yeah. So that's a lot of history since the parents didn't move in until 1971. Yeah. Um, so 
That's she, basically 250 years. Yeah. And when Carolyn was doing the research... Or 40, 240 years. She discovered that many of the family members had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Several of the children had drowned in a nearby creek. One was murdered, and a few of them hanged themselves in the attic. Hung. Hung themselves in the attic. Hanged is also... Yeah, if, hanged is appropriate in that, in that uh, context. Okay. A painting is hung on the wall. A person is hanged. Okay. <laughs> so... Many, a few of them hang themselves in the attic. The spirit that was depicted in the film adaptation, however, I'm going to just butcher this word, Bathsheba. 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 I didn't want to say it like that. And then people were like, the fuck is she talking about? What is she talking about? Yeah, so Bathsheba. The spirit that was depicted in the film adaptation, Bathsheba, was the worst of them all. Whoever the spirit was, she perceived herself to be the mistress of the house, and she resented, she resented the competition my mother posed for the position, said Andrea Perrin, who, again, is the oldest of the girls. Right. And I believe when the family moved in, Andrea was about between ages of 15 and 17. Mm-hmm. So 16? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> that is between 15 and 17. <laughs> Shut up. It turns out there is actually a real person named Bathsheba Sherman who lived on the parents' property in the mid-1800s. What a horrendous name. Yeah. And fun fact, if you look it up, you can see her tombstone in the cemetery nearby. Oh, okay. Like the Find a Grave Index? Mm-hmm. She was rumored to have been a Satanist, and there was evidence that she had been involved in the death of a neighbor's child. However, no trial ever took place. She was buried in a nearby Baptist cemetery in downtown Harrisville. The parents believed that it was, it was Bathsheba's spirit that was tormenting them. According to Andrea, the family experienced, experienced other spirits as well that smelled like rotting flesh and would cause beds to rise off the floor. Jesus. <laughs> Hopefully you don't toss and turn a lot. Just right, yeah, and just roll off the bed. Roll off the bed that's, you know, chilling five feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like bed knobs and broomsticks. She claims, so this is Andrea talking, Mm. she claims her father would enter the basement and feel a cold, stinking presence behind him. Cold, stinking presence? Yeah. So you are Chris in the morning. (laughs) I was going to say. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to make my morning coffee, and I'm like. You you can feel a cold stink behind you. Yeah, and I turn around, and it's just Chris rubbing his eye. Morning. morning. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I need an old (laughs) priest and a young priest. (laughs) I I need a lot of holy water. To fix what is behind me. Or just soapy water. Or just soapy water. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, going to listen to this book. Meh. So Andrea says they often stayed away from the dirt floored cellar, but the heating equipment would often fail mysteriously, causing Roger to venture down. Over the 10 years that the family lived in the house, the Warrens made multiple trips to investigate. At one point, Lorraine Warren conducted a seance to attempt to contact the spirits that were, that were possessing the family. During the seance, Carolyn Perrin became possessed, speaking in tongues and rising from the ground in her chair. And this was mom. Mm-hmm. Is mom the one that gets possessed in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. But yeah. they have a son in the movie, don't they? No. No, they, st- they have all five girls in the movie. Okay. I think when the Warrens are there, they have like a camera crew with them 
Yeah, and it's one of them that... It's one of them that gets kind of messed that, that up. she grabs through, like, the... the When they're down in the basement. Yeah. 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 Because it's at one... It's been a long time since I've seen The Conjuring. I've only seen it the once. Yeah. And I think, truly, the first time you see Bathsheba in the movie is... Uh, I think Carolyn is doing... She may be doing the seance. I can't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, like falls through the floors and ends up in the basement and she ends up like under an old piano or something. And you can see Bathsheba. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I've seen the whole movie. You can see Bathsheba. I've only caught pieces. Because I believe in the movie, I don't obviously know if it was true or not, but in right, the movie, yeah. there was a tree on the property that Bathsheba was hung from when they thought she killed the, the neighbor's child. Yeah. Well, they said there was never a trial, so I bet. Yeah. But, you know, it's yeah. the 1800s. Who knows Could what, have been a lynching. Yeah, who knows what's happening. But when she falls through the floors and ends up under the piano or whatever's down there, you can see Bathsheba hanging. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, facing the opposite direction. And, like, she turns around. And all you see is the feet turning. And yeah. then she just kind of drops. And I mean... I'm fairly certain I went and saw this in theater with my dad uh-huh. and I'm like holding onto his arm and I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. This is because I love scary movies, but I'm right. easily, I'm easily scared. Yeah. I take it way like too personal almost <laughs> like it's going to happen to me when I get home. Yeah. Well, remember I got you with barbarian. Yeah. Barbarian. I was I not okay. I was so mad. You figure I was petrified. Yeah. In the, the movie. Basement. Yeah. You know, you and Chris and I went and saw yeah. the movie, and I was just petrified. Yeah. And when I opened the basement door, well, it's the pantry slash basement, I went, Mama! And you were like, Colin, stop! I mean, I don't, like every wife, I get irritated at Colin, <laughs> but it's not very often that I'm like... Angry? Angry, angry. <laughs> you were pissed off. I was beyond pissed. I knew it, and I immediately had to like hug you. I'm like, I'm sorry. I mean... He did that, and I yelled his full name and, like, started stomping up the steps. And he had to come. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry." sorry. And I'm like, why would you do that to me? You know how I feel. It was kind of funny, though. Yeah, now it is. Because the other one is the laundry used to be down in the basement. So, like, in the Conjuring movie, we like to turn the light off on each other and go. And (laughs) (laughs) Turn the light off. But thankfully... A few basement floods later, we got smart and moved uh, the, the laundry, laundry upstairs. upstairs. Yeah. Because we got tired of replacing the washer and dryer. So this is this is Andrea talking because she was there for the seance. I think yeah. the other four girls, because they were so young, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain they were. I don't know anything if the grandparents are there or not, but I don't think the other four girls were here when this happened. happened. Okay. But... Andrea said, I thought I was going to pass out. My mother began to speak a language not of this world and a voice not her own. Her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room. So, that's fun. I mean, yeah. That's called Tuesday, you know. Yeah. Or Thirsty Thursday. Who knows? I'm getting turned. (laughs) It's ladies night. (laughs) It's ladies night, man. She's out there with her girlfriends Getting faded? Who knows? Getting faded. <laughs> She's just drunk and high, and you know. You know. One thing leads to another. Next thing you know, you're going. Oh, yeah. 
You're just floating in a chair. You just float in a chair. You know, it's the seventies and eighties. Tale as old as time. You yeah, know? it's the seventies and eighties. Weird things happen. Yeah, it makes me think of Rick James. Yeah, on Dave Chappelle, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, through the movie version of events, um, Ed performed an exorcism rather than a séance. Yeah. Lorraine insists that she and her husband would never attempt one, as they must be performed by Catholic priests. Right. After the seance, Roger kicked the Warrens out, worried about his wife's mental stability. Yeah. According to Andrea, the family continued to live in the house due to financial instability until they were able to move out in 1980, at which point the spirits were silenced and the hauntings ceased. The parent family has been relatively open about their experience. Yeah. In 2011, Andrea wrote a book in three parts about their experiences at the house called House of Darkness, House of Light. In it, she quotes Frank Lord Wright stating, I believe in God, only I call it nature. Both Lorraine Warren and the Perrin family had a hand overseeing the making of the Conjuring film. Uh Every parent put their support behind the film. According to Andrea, the movie actually had to tone down the horror compared to what really happened. So that doesn't really, really make you feel good. Since the Perrin family left, the old Arnold estate has passed through a few hands. Norma Sutcliffe and her partner, Gary Helfrich, who lived in the estate when The Conjuring came out, mm-hmm. claim that they never experienced any supernatural occurrences, going so far as to sue the movie studio for damages caused by trespassing fans. Uh-huh. However, the home's current owners report differently. Corey and Jennifer Heinzen, who acquired the property in June 2019, told the Sun Journal that from the start, they experienced paranormal activity. (laughs) Faraway footsteps, slamming doors, and the like. To the benefit of any The Conjuring fans, the Heinzens have expressed interest in opening the property to the public for a documentary or perhaps even tours of the estate. Yeah, I bet they did. Um, Yeah, that for so many years haunted the Perrin family, yeah. So... Well, and I know... When you were talking about a lawsuit, I thought you were going to get into it. I know that somebody related to the Warrens um, sued Warner Brothers because they didn't have the rights I, to yeah, the books. Yeah, I heard that. And I was trying to look up to see the details of it. I wasn't ignoring it. I just was like, I was going to bring it up and I wanted to speak knowledgeably. Um, yeah, it sounds like it was Lorraine Warren's attorney. Yeah, because that started, what, a couple years ago, maybe? Uh, I mean, I think it was, uh, I mean, you and I were together. Uh, this is from, what? that's a weird way for this article to 258 weeks ago. That's why would you? <laughs> I don't fucking know the math on that. Let me hold on. 258 divided by 52. So basically five years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, what, 2017? Yeah. So, yeah, they, uh, I know, yeah, the Warner Brothers was sued, but I don't, I'm trying to see who by. Because it's over profits due to allegations that Warner Brothers lifted elements from his book, The Demonologist. So author Gerard Brittle. Okay. Sued them. Because apparently his book, The Demonologist, which is about Ed and Lorraine Lorraine Warren, he says that parts of that were lifted. So it sounds more like he was, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren worked alongside the movie, right? Is what you said. Yeah. So it wasn't them. It was this guy who wrote a book about them trying to cash in. But obviously we don't. We don't know all the details. We don't know all the details. But do you think he had, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren's. Permission to write, permission a, book to write a book about them. I'm sure he did. And so that's where you get into the fuzziness of like, now we're getting more into my domain talking about the movie industry. That's yeah. where you get into the fuzziness of like rights and adaptations. Was the Conjuring an adaptation of 
the demonologists? No. Right? Yeah. Or was it an adaptation of Ed and Lorraine Warren's story about this? Yeah. Right. And if that's the case, then they were perfectly in their rights, you know, to make a basically a life story about Ed and Lorraine Warren, which is what the Conjuring franchise turned into. Yeah, because you figure in the original Conjuring film, you see a little bit of the Annabelle story, right. which I talked about on your on your podcast. Yeah. The Simply Won't podcast. Airs on Wednesdays. Airs on Wednesdays. Colin and Chris. But um, so you see like a start of the Annabelle story and obviously the whole Conjuring franchise came from that because they did yeah. the, obviously the second one. Mm-hmm. They did Conjuring 2, they did Annabelle, Annabelle 2, whatever it's called, like Annabelle Origins or whatever. Yeah. And then isn't uh, there like an Annabelle 3? Could be. And there's the nun. They're doing. I don't know if they've done a nun two or if they're doing a nun two. The Curse of La Llorona is in yeah. the Conjuring universe. Yeah, because I think in the original Conjuring, you figure Lorraine sees all kinds of stuff. Yeah, she's a very powerful psychic and seer. Yeah, <laughs> you did it again. Yeah. She's a what? Psychic. A psychic. A psychic. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so. What is Robin to Batman? He's his sidekick. Yeah, there you go. Now you're over enunciating. <laughs> Normally you go, he's a psychic. Okay, what is Lorraine Warren? She's a psychic. <laughs> you're like, those are the same words. It's the Midwestern coming out in me, okay? Yeah, that's what we'll call it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'll say. But, you know, Lorraine Warren was a powerful psychic, and she could see just everything ghosts. Right. She'd touch things and get visions of what happened, especially if there was something evil attached to it or if it just had you know items can have sad pasts yeah and i actually believe she saw the nun in the original conjuring film yeah like in the water or yeah and she could see her coming for their daughter yeah that was the connection between yeah those movies yeah but i i find ed and lorraine warren very fascinating mm-hmm. whether or not there's a whole lot of truth to them or to any of their stories. Yeah. I don't know. I personally like to think there was, but it's because I'm into yeah. ghosts and spirits. and. Yeah. I mean, I've got so many layers of skepticism that I don't want to get into with with them. Yeah. But just, I mean, because there's a skeptic, there's a cynical skepticism of like how much of their story is true because they made a lot of money off of it. Yeah. You know, and the more dramatic it is, the more valuable it is. Yeah. Right. And then I'm just skeptical about the, you know, the paranormal in general, like ghosts, especially. And then, you know, a religious exorcism, things like that. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know how much of that is, how much of that is, you know, viable or true. And so I do wonder, you know, and, and it is in a time where you're like, okay, well, how much of this is, you know, because you've got a couple eyewitness reports, right? Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of those eyewitnesses made a decent amount of money from the story. Yeah. Right. And the story is more valuable if it's true, too, you know, because then you can sell the movie as the true story, yeah. you know, or based on real events and things like that. So that's, I always do end up becoming, like I said, cynically skeptical of yeah. like, it made a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, the, the, the more extravagant it is, the more valuable it is. Which is why it's so much fun to have you on here, because you and I have <laughs> such different. <laughs> was that sarcasm? No. That's why it's fun to have you on here, because you're a fun sucker. <laughs> no. No, it actually was not sarcasm because you and I see two totally different ends of the spectrum when it comes yeah. to that kind of stuff where I probably believe it too much. Right. Yeah. You, your mom's expression is you got to just go with it. You just got to go you with know. it. Whereas you're the opposite and you don't go with it. You're very logical. Yeah. You go, 
sorry. One of the dogs was scratching. <laughs> I thought someone was knocking on the I door. And I'm like, <laughs> it scared the hell out of me. No, but you're very logical. You always want to see the truth behind it. Yeah. You're like, no, that's not a ghost. It's the furnace turning one yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's the other thing about me is when, I, when it comes to like my skepticism, I would like if it was true, I would like to know the truth. Yeah. Right. But I have a hard time believing that that's the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's my thing about ghosts in general is like science isn't biased as far as like, you know, oh, well, you know, if ghosts were real, that would blow the blow everything apart. You know what I mean? Yeah. If ghosts are real, they want to know that, you know, science yeah. would want to find that. Yeah. And it hasn't, you know. So I, that's why I'm pressed to think, well, I don't know that I don't I really don't think it's true. But if something were to come out that said, oh, my God, you scientists find find honest to god proof of ghosts you know yeah i'd be like holy shit ghosts yeah. are real you yeah. know and i'd be having a i told you I so told moment. You, i told you you know and i would you know i'd eat my socks you know i'd be yeah. like all right yeah yeah you know, yeah they are real and then i could go oh some of those things that i experienced as a kid that spooked me might have actually been yeah paranormal or ghosts in nature yeah you know and it's it's so funny that you're like this because your dad <laughs> is full in is full in yeah aliens ghosts well my my grandmother on my yeah. dad's side yeah swears that she's sensitive yeah and your sister mm-hmm. experienced things in your first childhood home yeah and i'm i need to have your dad on here yeah he was supposed to but he got really sick yeah he was supposed to be He's here okay now, a but... couple weeks ago the where we live the flu has been going around yeah severely and knock on wood i'm not gonna do it because i have four dogs who yeah, would they'll freak out blow their yeah, minds away there. but yeah knock on wood we haven't yeah we, caught haven't, it. we haven't caught it but he did and he is really jonesing to be on here yeah he is he already knows what he wants to talk about uh-huh. I'm not gonna give it give it away not gonna give any hints yeah but i was like hell yeah I'm, I'm in for it yeah but his his name is jim so hi jim yep he you know aliens ghosts that's his forte his name is, and you just rattle off his full yeah. government name as well as his social, social. security number. Here's his phone number. Here's yeah. his address. Here's what he drives. Yeah. Here's what he looks like. Brief description. Yeah. Place of employment. Father's maiden, or you know, his father's name. Mother's maiden name. I will say though, he enjoys a good Starbucks coffee. Yep. Ah, uh, chai tea. Chai tea. Yeah. But I, I don't know though. The Starbucks next to the company he works for. The, they've got, got his. They've got his, his number. He, he, they've they got his, his number. Name. He's got those girls trained, and they just make him whatever, and <laughs> he just hands them his card. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, as soon as he drives up, and they say, you know, welcome to Starbucks. We can get you. And he goes, hi, girls. And they're like, hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. You know, but he's going to be on here hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I have a few new guests lined up, both of which are are jonesing to be on here. But I think I think that's all we have for you this week. And I will say I would love to hear your opinions on the yeah. paranormal, on aliens. And you can reach me at... Or your own experiences. Or Yeah, or your own experiences. I would love to hear that. Yeah. Because I've got my own. Colin doesn't like to admit it, but he might have a few. Yeah. But I would love to hear from you guys. And you can email me anytime at the letter A, a couple O creeps at gmail.com please send me any thoughts any stories and we've got uh facebook and instagram yeah, set up i have my facebook and instagram set up now so you can find me at anything a couple of creeps yep i've updated a few of my pictures because i thought the main girl on my need a little bit more zazz need a little bit more zazz 
So she's got a couple angry eyebrows. <laughs> she's got angry brows, which <laughs> probably is how I look quite a bit. Yeah, skip. You know, <laughs> oh, don't talk to me. As I always say, I'm I'm more of a dog fan than people. Yeah. So I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, dogs are way better than people. If so, you could get a dog to co-host with you, you would. I would. If my Archibald was able to sit up here and hold a conversation with me, he'd be my co-host every week. <laughs> just once you're like really out in the sticks on this thing and you're not feeling well yourself yeah. anymore, you just do both sides of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you give give Archibald's voice. Yeah. You're like you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. And for context, Archibald is a very chonky Yorkie. Yeah. Who is my baby? He's thick. He is very. He's he's sore. He search chonkers, you know. Yep. As I say, Lord Chonky McChonk Chonk, the Chonk, the, <laughs> the fifth, fifth from the Southern Isles of Chonkington. Yeah. But I think this is all I have for you. I hope you enjoyed yep. it. Please come back next week. And as always, stay creepy, my friends. <laughs>